the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Oh, welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing in more. Talking about a new focus on wealth, creating wealth for sure. Anything you want to talk about today, we can talk about. I'm always looking for content, so if you want to drop me email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. If you have anything you really want to talk about, we can bring it up. Um, you know, one of the things that I like to do is I like to study business models. And for instance, the post office, you know, it was recently announced they lost $2 billion this spring despite increasing its volume and charging consumers more money to send mail. The loss of the spring quarter was about $2 billion, which is pretty crazy, significantly higher than the $740 million loss for the same three-month period last year. The agency blamed increases in compensation benefit costs for the Red Ink and said it would be unable to make a congressionally mandated payment of about $5.7 billion this September for health benefits for the future retirees. The loss came despite a 2% increase in operating revenue. Um, I don't see why are they still in business. Why does Congress continue to keep afloat a business that loses so much money? Privatize it. Let them charge what they have to. This is silly. Now, that's one business model that we, we look at. And Again, if you've ever been in a post office, you, you've you know where I'm coming from. It could be a frustrating experience. Now, Polaroid has a new GoPro competitor called the Polaroid Cube. And you can pre-order the teeny tiny camera on Engadget. The Polaroid Cube features a 124-degree wide-angled lens for capturing 1080p HD video. Water resistance and shockproof housing means you can use the cube just like you would a GoPro. There's even a magnet in the camera space for attaching it to metal objects. Plus, they're going to be selling accessories for um, straps, tripods, waterproof helmet mounts that will be available later this month. That's bad news. I don't own shares of GoPro. The company just came public. Fantastic camera. 
right? It's changed a lot of the way, you know, uh, some electronics, not some electronics, but some extreme sports have been, you know, taped and shown. The stock has been dramatic since coming public. Um, they delivered a bottom and top line beat. So it was pretty, che- I'm not going to say cheap, but it came out at a, a pretty okay valuation. They didn't overprice it. Now they issued some upside earnings reports, uh, numbers for the second half of the year. You know, whether that kind of guidance is able to keep them up there or not. They keep talking about their video channel and how well that's doing, their YouTube channel. I saw six out of ten most influential celebrities today are YouTube stars that you've never, ever heard about. So you have to be under 20 to know who these people are. But you kind of get where I'm going out with the whole GoPro thing. Um, they now have competition. And that could do, in the end, GoPro has to be a commodity. Except for the channel angle. Um, so they need to get moving quickly into, you know, making a name for themselves because they don't have so much time before we do look at it as a commodity and say, you know what, what's the difference between you and a couple of years ago there was a flip camera that Cisco Systems bought, paid the total wrong price for disaster. High definition video started going from the flip camera into, that's right, your cell phone, right? Anyway, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Small business sentiment improved in the month of July. This is important. In large part, it boosts economic outlook at the start of the third quarter. National Federation of Independent Business said its small business optimism index increased seven-tenths of a point to 95.7 rating last month. It's a leading indicator for the economy, and last month's rise followed a decline in June. What's interesting to note about small businesses, and again, this is President Obama starting to criticize a lot for his uh, foreign policy and what's his going to be his legacy, right? I I criticized what how come small businesses have been helped out a little bit more here? They're the ones who add the new jobs to our economy quickly. So it's nice to see that small business sentiment is rising. Doesn't always work out that way. But it's certainly nice to see, again, especially on a you know, ancillary kind of study versus you know going and saying, okay, well, this is going to be exactly what happens, and you know, just because small business said it, it means it's true. Burger King's doing something that I find interesting, and again, just flying around the stories this morning, they're bringing back one of the most iconic items: chicken fries. Chicken fries will return to restaurants nationwide. The menu item is being served for a limited time only. And their Twitter page had 21,843 retweets, 17,000 favorites on the whole chicken fries things. Life, liberty, chicken fries. So do you see where I'm going out with this? Um, 21,000 retweets, 17,000 favorites. The company said it decided to bring back the fries after seeing petitions, tweets, and Facebook pages begging for the return. I don't know if that's true. But I do know here's a company that's doing social media pretty well. Because if you really need chicken fries because they're easier to dip in than traditional nuggets, there's something wrong with your hands. 
You need to have your hands looked at. Just my opinion. But chicken fries tied towards social media. That's the way I see that story. And I think that's a great use of social media. And I think, it, again, it shows you um, just how smart some companies can be. Now, again, I'm not going in to get chicken fries. But it's part of their marketing stool. One leg is the company's recently new mission to limit new production, new product introductions. Second is continue to bid to appeal to millennials with social media-focused campaigns. And third is simply making better use of an icon that it has already has. So, but it has been relegated to menu dust heap, maybe a little bit too hastily. So, chicken fries have taken flight yet again. Social media conversation about chicken fries continued long after they were removed from the menu in 2012. So, you're going to continue to see restaurants, I've used the word restaurant loosely when I'm talking about uh, Burger King, but you're going to continue to see just the wise use of, of social media. For, again, you know, when I saw six out of ten most influential celebrities are YouTube stars, of which I've heard of none of them. And that, that just, it makes me feel old. I thought I had heard of some YouTube stars, but I hadn't. And influential being defined by, like, if they say, hey, go eat chicken fries, that maybe you'll do it. There's a male couple that like to dress up in drag and, like, uh play popular skits from TV shows, and I was like, really? So, it's pretty bad stuff, but again, it's not what I'm watching. It's it's what people under the age of 20 are watching. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Got a big event coming up this Saturday. It's going to be in Marin, San Rafael. You can find out more information. Uh, there's two events, Retirement Planning Seminar, Tied Towards Wealth Preservation, that's in the morning from 9 to noon. In the afternoon at Four Point Sheraton, it's going to be a Money 101, All Things Financial, 20 Steps to Financial Freedom. You can sign up for either or event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's this weekend, this Saturday. Ziggy played guitar, jamming good with There's a company called Intercept Pharmaceuticals. Shot up 45% after the company announced on Monday developments on several of its drug candidates. The company, which has a market cap of more than $5 billion, reported second quarter earnings, posted a larger than expected uh, quarterly loss. But they're focused on the development of liver disease treatments. And it's not really their earnings or their losses that matter right now. It's all about the future and who's going to acquire this company. Intercept is a biopharmaceutical company focused on the development of liver disease treatments. Now, again, a lot of money there. So they were up nearly 250% year-to-date, stock nearly quadrupling in one day on January 9 after the company stopped its Flint trial 
of an acid for the treatment of non-alcoholic stethiohepatitis, or NASH, due to early efficacy. Monday, they gave up a little bit more information on NASH program, providing in a 10Q filing. Phase 3 program initiation anticipated in the first half of 2015, pending regulatory feedback. Phase 2 lipid meta- metabolism. Trial initiation anticipated in the first half of 2015. They've got a PBC program, which was granted fast-track designation by the FDA. Phase 3 trial protocol finalization anticipated in third quarter 2014. They've got a sclerosine. It's not sclerosis. Scler- <laughs> oh, sclerosis. Um, program. Double-blind phase 2 trial initiation anticipated year in 2014. Um, what's interesting about all this stuff is it's impossible to tell. Uh, buying biotechs you want to do by buying IBV, and you're buying a whole collection of them. And the whole collection of companies are working on the cures for liver disease. A whole collection of companies are working on a cure for male pattern baldness, for impotence, for cancer, for you name it. They're working on it. And the technologies, you know, they're gonna, there's going to be breakthroughs. So that's how I would do it. That may not be how you would do it. You may go, well, this company seems to have everything going the right direction. I'm going to buy them. But more than likely, you're not going to have any concept of what you just did. Hmm. So job openings are at a 13-year high. Change topics, too. I'm just bouncing around today on news. So job openings grew to $4.67 million in June. Um, expectations were for the report to show 4.6 million job openings. Higher rates are up. Quit rates was unchanged. There are about two unemployed job seekers for each available job in the economy. It's one of those um, pieces of economic data that Janet Yellen looks at. There's a big Jackson Hole symposium coming up. And uh, that Jack and Hole, Jackson Hole Symposium is being titled Reevaluating Labor Market Dynamics. And again, it's I, I don't expect everything to like click with you, but it, it's something we're watching economically speaking. Next story to jump around to: Snapchat. It's exploding in popularity. There was a great article in Variety the other day about. Influence, and it basically showed you know all the big YouTube stars that get you know three million hits per month, and you look at that and you're like, okay, that's eh, okay. I'm, uh, but you look at TV shows and like Sharon Michelle Geller and uh, Robin Williams did the TV show last year about an ad agency, and no one cared. It was you know two stars who don't have appeal anymore. The stars who have appeal are on YouTube, so. That's where the eyeballs are for people under 20. So to me, YouTube is quickly turning into a people under 20 TV station. And the desired metrics and demographics that you want are tied to people 18 to 35. It's tied to that seven-year-old kid who, go, who sees a Star Wars trailer. And it's like, ma'am, 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 I watch Star Wars. And she has to have. So for the longest time, the three most dominant social networks, 
Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So Snapchat turned down a $3 billion acquisition bid in November. There was talks of a $10 billion valuation earlier this year. There's no app hotter than Snapchat. Snapchat is one of those apps that you send a text, it disappears. And it doesn't have to be something dirty. It doesn't have to be like a bikini picture. Um, a friend of mine sends you know, pictures to his uh, cousin of what he's eating, and he'll write the words yum on it. And his cousin will be like, well, you certainly didn't make it. And no one really needs to save those two texts. They're in the moment, and they're gone. Teenagers love it, because mom and dad can't see what they did that day. You know, all I want is my own opinion. When you're under the age of 18, that thought goes through your head again and again and again and again and again. So, Facebook, Facebook and Instagram are the most popular social platforms amongst people 18 to 34, but Snapchat is right behind them. It's number three. It edges out Twitter by a lot. It edges out Google and Pinterest and Vine and Tumblr. So that's an incredible jump. So Snapchat may become an IPO down the road. There's um, another app that I think is going to become popular called Wiper. And what that does, I, th- I mean, again, anyone can build these features in, right? A lot of what WhatsApp does so well, Apple's going to do in their operating system 8 update. So... Wiper allows, if you and I have a long conversation, for me to go, you know what, I want that off his phone. And I'm able to take it off my phone, your phone, and the server that it was being stored on. Americans. This is one of the saddest stories I I have to report today. No, it is not the death of Robin Williams. Americans will spend $330 million on pet costumes this Halloween. So for our pooches... We've lined up, you know, costumes for Halloween. Caterpillars, bumblebees, bats, shiny little sharks, banana splits, cowboys, hamburgers. $330 million, 22 million Americans will do. This is probably 22 million Americans that probably won't have enough money in retirement, but their dog will kind of look like a hot fudge sundae. So I can't get over that. Um, I love animals. I've got Maisie the Wonder Dog. But I don't need to dress them up in costumes at the expense of funding my retirement. I know, I know. I'm a grumposaurus, right? I sure am. You can find me online at robblack.com, robblack.com. Big event coming up seminar this weekend in San Rafael, Four Points Sheraton. One event for wealth preservation retirement planning. One event for wealth creation. You can sign up for them at robblack.com.
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, focusing in on creating wealth, and then protecting it as you retire. A lot going on in the world of headlines. I play a game called, you know, rock, scissors, paper, right? They're just headlines, earnings, capitalism, expectations. And some days the market moves based on headlines. Some days it moves based on expectations. You know, bad news in Europe could be considered good news here because maybe Janet Yellen will keep interest rates lower. It's kind of crazy. And then the next day we have an economic report that somehow trumps the bad news from the day before, the bad headlines. Economic report says the economy is getting better, which probably means Janet Yellen will raise interest rates. And that's either good or bad, depending on the the tea leaves of the day. You have to be very, very careful getting caught up in the short term. One thing that I like to see, and this is a headline that probably some people won't like to see, bank profits near record levels. Banks are lending to companies and individuals at the fastest pace since the financial crisis. That's good news. Banks are posting near record profits, which means the loans are getting paid back. Banks posted $40 billion in net income during the second quarter. That's the second highest profit total in at least 23 years. Latest profits are just below the record $40 billion, recorded in the first quarter of 2013. Now, banks are saying, hey, the cost of regulations is hurting our business. And they've set aside less money to cover soured loans, helping boost profits. At the same time, overall loan growth increased at its fastest quarterly pace. When people have loans, what do they do? They go out and spend, and when they spend, they, they propel the economy. When they propel the economy, capitalism takes care of itself and, and gets some bottom line earnings. And when earnings become the focus on the market, the market hits new highs. It doesn't always work like that. But growth in lending, um, whether it's student lending, you go out and get a degree, then you go out and get a job. Growth in auto loans, you get a loan, you get a car. You get a car, you break down, you pay a mechanic. So credit cards, you see how it plays out. Let's talk CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. That's CFP Chad Burton. I recently saw a new study out that teachers are no longer teaching cursive. They're now teaching typing in second and third and fourth grades, in large part because Cursive is going the way of the dodo bird and computers. That shocks me. Earlier in my life, I would have said that would never have happened. Like, cursive will be here forever. It's part of the mainstream. But the more things change, the more they actually do change. CFP Chad Burton, is there any truth to that statement, the more things change? Like, we just we have to stay on our toes as investors. We have to be vigilant. We have to stay on our toes with money. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I mean, a big shift that's that's happened. Um, gosh, when I first got in the business, Rob, we used to have to wait quarterly for the Morningstar reports to get fund to, to look at fund reviews, yep. and we would get the pamphlet in the mail on a quarterly basis, and you know, have to read every page. It wasn't going online and searching for the ticker, ticker symbol. Um, and then, you know, back when asset allocation kind of started, it was you know, ten percent international. Now it's more like younger, more aggressive person would want twenty to thirty percent international exposure minimum, just because the world is becoming so global. Um, and then two thousand eight and nine, when the market corrected drastically, that's one year where asset allocation, because of the debt crisis, where there wasn't really a cushion. Everything just sold off and went off a cliff for a short period of time. The one thing that stays true through that whole period of time is that when 
you get rewarded is typically when you're doing opposite of what the masses are doing. Right. So when your emotions tell you to sell and you're scared and all your friends are selling, you should actually think more rationally in terms of there's going to be value so soon. So get your shopping list ready. Um, there is more volatility in the market, but that whole idea of buy when other people are fearful still stays the same. It's interesting because when I got in the industry, there was something called a Quotron. I don't know if you remember those. <laughs> They're like these big walkie-talkies that would get stock quotes yeah. through, through radio waves, like pre-internet. Right. Pre-internet. And that's, you know, otherwise you had to wait till the next day to see where the stock market closed um, in the newspaper, which is pretty darn weird um, because there's now too much information. So anyway, I guess what I'm getting at is like things change, Chad. I remember in the 1990s saying Tyco's a great company. You know, Bear Stearns, they'll never go out of business. Lehman Brothers have been around for 100 years. You could invest in some Lehman. Um, but some of these maxims or some of these thoughts will kill you. And again, it's great to have things that you believe in, but you have to be flexible. Right. Well, you know, a lot of people, too, believe in the the financials, you know, need to lead the markets. Well, when financials are done and everybody's finished refinancing their mortgage, which has caused a big, you know, revenue boost to a lot of financial companies, where's their revenue going to come from if we're going to be at very low interest rates for a long period of time like Japan has been? Now you're killing me because I believe financials have to lead the market. I know. We'll see. Will that change? Will financials be as profitable if they're just strictly in the banking business? I'm not talking about the investment banking side because we might get more of a separation yeah. and regulation in that front. So the traditional banks that take deposits and then lend money at these low rates, how are they going to grow revenues like they have in the past if people stop refinancing their mortgages and that whole wave ends? That's, that's what we're going to have to find out. What will be the next market leader? Okay. So any final concepts you have about like revisiting some of your notions? Like I kind of, the one that I get tired of is hearing people on radio say buy and hold is like buy and hope or it's dead. I think you can accumulate assets. I, I really still think you can accumulate. I think you can hold companies like Visa for a hundred years, probably, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> you always have to probably. But you, you have, you know, yeah, Ford can come in and change the way people do transactions. There's no doubt about that. But do I think Visa would adapt with it? Sure. I think they're one of those, you know, beasts in the jungle who can evolve, um, whereas some companies can't evolve. Yeah, but at the same time, a lot of companies like look at Target and run on everything you buy. So why would you use your Visa when you can get your own Target? card if you're going to shop at Target. So things can change. It's one of the things you always have to look at is... is well, that Target card does the transactions through Visa's payment network. That's why you buy Visa. They're a payment network, not a credit card. It's a debit card. It goes right to your bank account. Okay, the debit card. <laughs> so, debit card um, transactions count too. Yeah. It's not it, as profitable. It, but yeah, things, things do change. And that's why you can't stuff yourself in a box in terms of investor because there's investors and there's firms out there that say, all we do is index investing and we rebalance quarterly. Or firms that say, all we do is find the best managed mutual funds or firms that only buy individual stocks. I like all those areas for different pieces. I like to have my individual stocks when I'm looking and screening for dividend increasing stocks. Yep. I like my index funds for large and mid-cap and I like my managed funds for international emerging markets and any of the alternative spaces. Um, so I like them all, and depending on what macroeconomic environment, I'll overweight or underweight in those different strategies based on what the, the macro environment's telling me to do. I knew one fund manager or portfolio manager. He had nine different scenarios, market neutral, market cold, market hot, and, you know, what type of stock do you want? Growth, value, income, and, like, he, he had these little boxes that allocated everything for him. I thought that was a little bit too uh, rigid, but... With that said, if it works for him, it works for him. 
Well, now what are you doing? Are you market positive but interest rates declining? Are you market positive but interest rates increasing? There's so many different scenarios you can go. You have to set an investment policy, though, that says in any asset class you can only maximum overweight to a certain percentage or maximum underweight to a certain percentage so you don't end up being wrong because of your internal beliefs or emotions at the time. Uh, for example, you know, rarely am I going to take more than, than have if, if things look bad – I'll shift asset allocation, but I don't want to have more than a lot of, say, 20% in cash. Because that's when you, when you go over those limits, that's when you're typically wrong. Speaking with CFP Chad Burton, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can meet Chad and myself this weekend in San Rafael, Four Points by Sheraton. He's going to be hosting the morning event, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning, from 9 to noon, basically for people 40-plus older. Um, but if you're younger, you, you'll certainly get something out of it, um, some insights into what retirement is going to look like and maybe some things for you and your uh, to help your parents with. You'll, um, we'll also go over some state co- problems, state planning kind of problems. I'm going to go over current market conditions, favorite sectors, recent world events, how they're going to affect your uh, portfolio. From one to four, I'm going to be doing something for kind of an, uh, a more wealth accumulator younger person trying to get to retirement. So you can find out more at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's this weekend in San Rafael. I'd love to see you. You can sign up for the events at robblack.com. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Markets in Europe pressured by big declines in sentiment data. Ukraine stops humanitarian aid convoy from Russia on the border. Strength Nacy and in consumer discretionary, financials and industrials, weakness in consumer staples, energy and healthcare. Take a look at the overall market numbers today. We've got the SP 500 down one, the Dow down two, the Nasdaq down eight. Um, now it's down seven. Next three months are typically pretty bad months for the stock market. So know that going in, that there could be a buying opportunity. Since 1980, August has been amongst the, one of the worst of all losing months, averaging a 4.3% decline. Um, sometimes it's vacationing traders get the most of the blame. So any events that happen seem to be magnified because they're not there. We'll talk about this and more. You can sign up at the, for the events this weekend at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. You can drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Rob Black has a financial interest in the success of New Focus Financial.
two things that I want to make you aware of. Both of them are very, very cool. I've got a pair of tickets to give away to a musical. And I've got some details about how you can meet Steve Forbes in a private reception for KDOW listeners. I don't know which one I'm more excited about for you. Um, we're going to have a private reception with Steve Forbes at the San Francisco Money Show. Thursday evening, August 21st, San Francisco Hilton Union Square. It's open to the first 100 people to register. You have to go to www.kdow.biz. It's www.kdow.biz. The San Francisco Money Show is going to be going on August 21st through August 23rd at the San Francisco Hilton Union Square. So go to kdow.biz and uh, Thursday evening get a chance to meet meet Steve Forbes. Uh, One of the nicest men I've ever met. I once was on his show, Forbes on Fox. And, you know, we're going to tape in 30 minutes and we're going over some ideas. We're talking about things. And... He says, hey, you want anything, Coke, Diet Coke? I'm like, sure, I'll take a Diet Coke. And uh, there's a beautiful woman, beautiful woman, you know, maybe 20 years old. He's got to be 60. He ran for president. You may remember he's got this flat tax idea. Uh, Certainly, you know, I I think he would have been an okay president. Um, I like that he has some business experience and business savvy. But we're going to be doing live broadcasting from the event. And, again, it's a chance to meet with, you can register for free, um, for the money show, as well as get a chance to meet. And not chant, but it's the first 100 people. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Um, so, oh, oh, back to the story. So this beautiful woman, I'm like, oh, God, he's got a model. Like, figures, right? No, this is his daughter. And he was very kind and very sweet to me in front of her. Uh, introduced me to her. I thought it was nice. So, private reception with Steve Forbes at San Francisco Money Show, Thursday evening, August 21. That's coming up, San Francisco Hilton Union Square. Um, there's a big money show. There's a lot of information at kdow.biz. It's kdow.biz. Now, the second thing I'm kind of excited about is I've got a free pair of tickets, and maybe today we'll do a phone call, and maybe tomorrow we'll do emails. Uh, oh, let's do emails today. No, no, we'll do emails tomorrow. Whoever can email me the best question, I will uh, let you be the winner tomorrow. But it's Motown the Musical. It starts in three days at the Orpheum in San Francisco. It's a six-week engagement. Tickets are on sale now at shnsf.com. Motown the Musical tells the real-life story of Barry Gordy and features hits from Diana Ross and the Supremes, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, The Temptations, and a lot of others. There are over 40 Motown hits in the show. Motown the Musical spans six decades, the 30s through the 80s. It covers Gordy's rise from boxer to music mogul, as well as his relationship with Diana Ross. It began as one man's story, but became every man's music, and now on Broadway. Motown the Musical is a true American dream story of uh, Barry Gordy's journey from featherweight boxer to music mogul. Launches the career of, like I said, Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, Smokey Robinson, many, 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 many more. You can experience it live on stage in the record-breaking smash hit Motown the Musical. It's going to be August 15th. At the Orpheum. It's got a six-week run. If you want to win tickets, let's say be the third caller, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on. All you got to do is say, I want the tickets. I can go to the show Sunday night, Sunday night, August 17th at 730. 
a pair of tickets to see Motown the Musical Sunday night. You have to be able to get to San Francisco. Um, it's easily done with public transportation, but you can do it the old-fashioned way and take a car or a horse and buggy as well. If you want free tickets, be the third caller, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. And if you want to win tickets for tomorrow, I'll be giving those away. Sometime in the next 24 hours, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com or rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. And uh, just give me a good question for the show. And we'll do it that way. So those are our giveaways. And uh, let's see if we can't give away a pair of tickets. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Um, job openings climbed to a 13-year high. That's potentially good news. Recent trend in job openings is one of several encouraging signs pointing to a strengthening labor market. The economy has strung together six straight months of job gains, exceeding 200,000. Unemployment rate has fallen to 6.2% in July, more than a full percentage point below 2013 levels and half a point lower than February and March. So at the start of this year, we said it's going to be a slow grind, but things will get better in the back half, and they have. So I hope you realize that things are playing out kind of the way they were expected to. John Hussman, throwing out a negative now. He's a bearish investor. He wrote recently about the exact behavior that caused the housing bubble is happening again. And he said investors are using cheap money to buy anything with yield, regardless of risk. So he says he's a little confused with expected returns. Carry is the difference between the annual yield of a security and money market interest rates. In a world where short-term interest rates are zero, Wall Street acts as if a 2% dividend yield on equities or a 5% junk bond yield is enough to make those securities appropriate, even for investors of short-time horizons. So he's seen a lot of froth. You have to learn the good and the bad. To get a copy of those tickets, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. We only have two pairs to give away, one today and one tomorrow. Call now, 800-516-1220. and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. 
Welcome in. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. We'll go through a lot of content today. Um, markets in Europe being pressured by big declines in sentiment data. Germany's sentiment data plunged. Germany is getting caught up in the Russia-Ukraine scenario as far as spillover negative effects. I don't have a lot to say about Robin Williams, so I won't. seems that everyone else is, so I'll let them do the talking. seems that everyone else is, are. Yeah, I think I got grammar right on that. Sorry if I didn't. So I want to talk what I can talk and teach you things that I can teach you. You know, if you can get a good college degree, I highly recommend it. The whole idea of doing what you love and the money will follow. That's true and sometimes not true. You know, you may love uh, poetry, but there ain't a lot of poets pulling in six figures. The ones that do are few and far between, and the ones that, you know, don't make it struggle. Nursing is a career that seems to be very lucrative as far as salary goes, starting mid-career salary, finishing salary. Um, the job growth in nursing is going to be huge in the next 10 years. Registered nurses earn a median of $65,000, which includes those with an associate's degree or nursing program diploma. Uh, I would you know, be proud of a family member uh, decided to pursue that. If you can become an actuary, great career. Actuaries work with the insurance and financial industries to analyze the financial cost of risk and uncertainty. You've got to have a good math background. They get high pay. They get pretty manageable hours. A degree in finance. Business is booming for finance majors. Median salary starts at $77,000. About one-third of professionals working over 40 hours a week. Those in search of big payday can become personal financial advisors. Um, that's absolutely true. There's always going to be demand for people who know their finance. So there is a lot of big data out there. And uh, we'll see how you know the analytics of that play out in the industry. But I think a degree in finance, financial analyst, a CFA or a CFP, makes a lot of sense. Statistics, civil engineering, economics, IT, software engineering, computer science, those are some of the top degrees you can get as far as having a career that pays you well and allows you to retire and then be paid in retirement well. And again, do I want you to have a lucrative career? I do. And it's an odd comment, but I throw that out there. And we do have a winner in those tickets. So we only have one pair left. If you did not get in, uh, Carrie was the winner of the first round of tickets. So we're giving away some tickets to Broadway show Sunday night at the Orpheum in San Francisco. These are good cash value tickets. Um, you'd be spending easily, you know, 60, 70, 80 bucks on these tickets. So uh, if you're interested to wear a pair of tickets to Motown the Musical tomorrow, uh, for Sunday night, drop me an email in the next 24 hours, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. And just have a good question for the show or a good reason why you want the tickets. Either or. So uh, I'm not a big fan of musicals, but if you are going to go to a musical, go to a musical that's about music. I don't think you have to go to a musical with the Wicked Witch, and I don't think you need to about cats, but 
Are you going to go to Motown? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm into that. So another thing that I'm into is cycles. You know, I just talked about careers, and one thing that I could throw out there is that there's investment management cycles as well that you could always learn. Lessons of history would suggest that civilizations move in cycles. You can track that back quite far, the Babylonians, the Sumerians, the Egyptians, the Romans, China. Uh, We're in an upward cycle right now as far as our society goes. Financial markets are influenced by relatively predictable cycles as well. Um, This is a theme I frequently talked about. Anticipate before you participate. It's, you know, I want to remind investors of timeless principles. So a cycle um, is something you can take advantage of. Knowing the ebbs and flows of historical and socioeconomic conditions, very, very important. Weather is a cycle in one season. There's a strong link between El Nino, the weather pattern, and global asset prices. Steady rains are good for Brazilian coffee output, but bad for Chilean metals industry. When the rain is heaviest, access to the mountain mining regions is blocked. In the United States, an unusually brutal winter at the beginning of the year puts a damper on consumer spending, which we've seen. Sales were pummeled, as many consumers, especially in the Northeast, were you know, disinclined to shop after spending their days shoveling bucketfuls of snow. On the bright side, it creates sunnier days in other quarters. So, you know, gold takes their seasonal cycles year after year. Response to international festivals, holidays like Chinese New Year's, Ramadan. You can look back 5, 15, 30 years to spot the patterns in precious metal, you know, dependently follows uh, the trends. There's another one that I would, you know, throw out at you, is presidential election cycles. They happen every four years. So decisions that a president makes and the actions that they take have far-reaching consequences, both domestic and international markets. The current occupant of the White House, who began in his presidency by injecting $700 billion in the economy, a move whose success people will debate, but... We have seen, as a large result, the S&P 500 hitting all-time highs. Um, presidential cycles tend to work. An impressive 2.7% has been the average gain during the eight trading days surrounding midterm election days. That's equivalent to roughly 52 Dow points per day. So heading into elections, midterm elections, those eight days, there's only been one losing period. Uh, since 1994. Um, so there's different cycles that you have to try to figure out. You know, I think one of them, like um, looking at you know commodities, how long does a mine last, is a simple one. But you know, at some point in time, all the precious commodities inside that mine are going to be taken out. So you always have to be looking at you know what's coming down the road. You have to manage expectations for sure. But there's nothing wrong with looking at history. Uh, I think you'll get a lot out of it in the end if you're patient and uh, take your time. So, uh, you know, a cycle on a mine, for instance, you'll get confirmation there's something in there. And then, you know, people get really excited by it. And then reality sets in. And that's when there's a lot lower risk. So 
right now, if I'm going to say I'm going to go in a mine looking for gold, like, woo, let's hope I find a big one. That's not the time to buy. It's after I find it and say, okay, it looks like maybe 100 pounds. That's when the risk is much lower. And then you get a couple years of, of revenue growth. That's when you hold the company. You don't hold it much longer, though, because it's going to run out of gold. It's findable. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Big event coming up in San Rafael this weekend. Going to do a wealth preservation retirement planning in the morning from 9 to noon with CFP Chad Burton. In the afternoon, I'm going to do a wealth accumulation, Money 101 event. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com this Saturday in San Rafael. Managing expectations. I think that's one of the biggest things people need to try to jump in on and understand when it comes to investing. Um, I've got a friend who inherited $200,000. Um, I guess his wife did. And she's afraid. She's keeping it all in the bank and earning nothing. I'm like, okay. So you've missed a big move in the market. And don't get greedy at some point and say, I'm going to you know, go in because... When you're up five years in a row, six years in a row, that's not the time to say, okay, now I'm ready to believe. And then it goes down a year, and then you're like, uh, what do you do now? I would scale in. That manages expectations. If the market goes up, you're already up. Both of them are good. So you have to look for agents and regularities and patterns so that you can have feedback. Um, everything has its own little rhythm on Wall Street, on economies worldwide. Um, be patient, in my opinion. We'll talk a little real estate a little later. Don't forget, I'm looking for emails to see if anyone wants to win tickets to Sunday night's performance um, of Motown the Musical, August 17th, 7.30 at the Orpheum Theater in San Francisco. Just uh, looking for interesting emails and say, you know, contest and tell me uh, why you should win or drop me an email on, you know, a big question that you might have. Rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Let's take a look at some market numbers. SP 500 down 5, the Dow's down 35, the NASDAQ down 17. Welcome in, CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton, newfocusfinancial.com. How to calculate the cost of retirement. This is one of those... $64,000 questions. Um, I haven't even put my head around retirement, so I'm, I'm not even thinking about the cost. And yet I'll go out there and say formulas like 10 to 20 times your salary. Let's talk about some of the costs and expenses that are going to come up in retirement. Well, yeah, you know, when you're younger, you can put your head to, you know, your, your savings to the grindstone, whatever you want to say, whatever stupid term you want to come up with and, and save 15 to 20% of your pay as soon as you get out of college and start working. And you'll probably be okay, but you get to the point when you're, 45, 50, and retirement seems closer now, and you, you tr you've got to calculate 
at what point will you have enough? Right. And then even driving your asset allocation and how you should be invested now and in retirement, it all comes from your expenses. So you have to track your expenses. You have to, it, a lot of times this takes people a year to do because some expenses come once a year, twice a year. Um, tuition comes so often. I mean, it's not like a fixed monthly amount. So people that haven't done it for a while, sometimes it takes them a year to kind of perfect it. So the basic concept is what are you spending money on in retirement because you only have so much of it left. Right. You've worked for 40 years, 20 to 60. Now you're spending what you saved. Right. But also the point of retirement is to be able to be very comfortable, not worry about money, and also do the things you wanted to do. Because sometimes if you retire at 64, you could have a very stressful, very you know, limited income retirement. But if you worked another three, four, five years, which in the grand scheme of things, if you're living until you're 100, isn't very long, you could have a great retirement just because you have extra compounding years plus you're feeding the portfolio. And you can do things like what's your dream vacations? Um, what do you want to do? Uh, do you have philanthropic goals that you, that's what you're going to do in retirement? Are you going to have to remodel your house? Because the expenses that people forget to put in are <laughs> things like, Hey, I've got to remodel my house every 10 to 15 years. I've got to buy a new car every 10 years. Wait, wait, you have the whole remodeling the house. That's almost funny because I've recently bought a house. And when I did, I was like, nice way to hit the microphone, you dodo. Um, (laughs) Okay, start over. No, 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 no. Um, (laughs) So when I was shopping for a house, you know what I found a lot of? Old people's homes who haven't been remodeled. Yeah. I'm like, this kitchen is a tear out. Not the whole house. And then I'm like, this rug is a tear out. The whole house wasn't remodeled. So... You have on your list that remodeling is an expense in retirement. I don't think it is. Okay, so here's probably what happens in most of America. They sit around in retirement and watch Montel. <laughs> and they don't remodel their trailer. Right. Well, I wasn't buying a trailer. Let's not go there. If they watch in Montel, they're in a trailer. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So some of these are optional in retirement. What, but you some don't of want them in, to be. What's the point of retirement? If you could... The the difference between your success rate retiring at the right age versus three or four years early is so huge when you run projections. And you have to think about some of these things. You might not re- remodel again when you're 80, 85, right. 90, but between 65 and 80, you're probably going to do some significant repairs on the home, whether it, you know roofs last 25 to 30 years. You've got that cost. That's 25 to 50,000, depending on how big your house is. Um, you've got gifts to the grandkids that people forget about, helping your kids that are not having a great time getting jobs straight out of college right now, especially if they have a philosophy degree or an English degree, something like that, that didn't work well. So all of the dreams, um, you've got to think about what's going to get you out of bed in retirement. What's going to be your schedule? Does that include a golf membership? Does that include flight lessons? You know, what, what do you want to do? You have to project those costs into the plan. You can't just say... I'm going to live on 80% of what I'm making now. Okay, fine. Have your reduction in the standard of living and see how you enjoy retirement. A lot, lot brought up in that segment. Um, the roof, needing every 25 years. You know what I want to do in retirement? My retirement's, <laughs> my retirement's slightly different than yours. I want to actually put my roof on fire. And when the firemen show up, I go, the roof, the roof is on fire. Just want to we don't need no water. Let the burn. <laughs> That's on my bucket list. I want to tell a fireman, we don't need no, the roof is on fire. They were going to spray you in the face with that giant hose. <laughs> as soon as you do that, they will let that unleash. They you know, will wait, peel wait. the skin off your face. I was once on vacation, <laughs> and from the beach, 
it, there was a boat that was going by at night, and it looked, it sounded like fun. It sounded, it sounded like everyone was drunk on it. I was like, let's do that. So I, I signed up for that, and, and this is a tropical vacation somewhere close to St. Bart, St. Lucia. And the boat, we sign up for it, and then it turns out it's a, basically a disco on water. And what do I not want to do? Boosters. What do I never, ever want to do? Hang out with people and dance. That combination, it was... The I don't mo- think you like either one of those. That's, that's the point, the combination. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to jump. I'm going to swim to the shore. It was the worst night of my life, and it was the last night on vacation. So booze cruises, hmm, be cautious, right? That's, that's not a retirement thing. We'll get back to retirement <laughs> and much, much more. You can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Big event coming up in San Rafael this weekend. You can sign up for it today. It's Saturday in the morning. It's going to be wealth preservation, retirement, planning issues with CFP Chad Burton. In the afternoon, it's going to be wealth creation, money 101, all things financial. Two very separate events, two very different types of crowds expected. You can sign up for the events at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Saving for retirement, getting the nest egg, going to college, getting a career, getting the right types of insurance. We'll cover all topics on the show. Let's talk one that is probably a little bit more intimidating to some. Let's talk the IRS. Let's bring in Rafael Tolino. Rafael, how are you? Hi, Rob. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. So it's already that time of year. It's halfway through the year. Uh, year's flying by. Uh, what do we need to know to make our IRS year all that much happier? Yeah, right. Well, one of the things that uh, you mentioned, and they usually do it somewhere around July 4th, is, well, now that the year is half over, and now that we are definitely way more than half over, maybe take a look at your withholdings. I was looking at the uh, some of the statistics, and the average refund was just over $2,700 this past year going from 2013 tax year so far. A lot of folks are still on extension through October, but uh, the bottom line is the majority of taxpayers are getting a refund. So you might consider taking a look at your withholdings and bringing the taxes you pay closer to what you actually owe as of waiting until next spring to get a refund. And so that is something you could think about as part of your bigger financial picture, if you know what I mean. And I know you discuss that all the time. So it just kind of goes part and parcel with that. You might also consider if you've had some day camps, which a lot of folks and children under age 13 to day camps, you can get tax credit for that to help you offset some of those costs. And if that's the case, then that could drive up your refund. 
So there's also the beginning of the administration of the Affordable Care Act for a lot of taxpayers, and you're going to find that on your return next year in 2015 when we file for 14. Just take a look at all those things, what your situation is, if you're buying or selling a home this summer, know some of the tax rules involved in that. Uh, just a lot of those kinds of things you can kind of put in your pocket as your your bigger financial picture to look at. How is the IRS's website as far as pre- helping me with projections? You talked about maybe changing some of your withholdings, uh, lighting so, up what I'm giving. Is that so is that like a calculator there? We do, as a matter of fact. It's the IRS withholding calculator, and the state of California doesn't quite have one because I've looked for one for the state, but we do. And you can use the tools the state has, don't get me wrong, and, and get yourself there. But this calculator is pretty easy, pretty convenient, and handy. And you just go to the tool, go to irs.gov, and just keyword search with Golden Calculator. Take about a minute or two to read about it, what it can tell you. But it asks you all these different questions, and you kind of answer uh, through the radio buttons or kind of typing in your information as to what your income is, income one, income two, uh, what you've got in terms of your family, your dependents, and that kind of thing, how much money you think you're going to make, and this, that, and the other. And at the end of it, it'll kick out uh, a real general but pretty accurate information to you based on the information you've entered as to what your refund might be or you might have a balance due. So ideally, you want to bring that as close to zero as possible if you can. And this calculator will help you change, for example, a W-4 form or It'll help you understand better what your uh, quarterly estimates might be as a self-employed person. So it gives you that opportunity. Now, for someone like me who gets a lot of bonuses, I've you know kind of keep my income you know set for federal tax rates. Will that calculator take into account like bonuses and other wages that you earn other than W-2? Yep, it asks you those questions if you're going to have a bonus or what your wages are and how much you set aside for. A defined pension plan such as a 401k or IRA, or have you contributed this? And once you put your amount of income in there, it based on the phase-outs for a lot of tax credits and deductions that you were eligible for them or not, and that's key. For example, if you're getting, if you have children, child tax credit, your income is too high. It's going to take into consideration that you don't get that child tax credit because your income is too high. That kind of a thing. So the whole thing gives you a nice financial snapshot of it, and it is really handy. And uh, not a bad message for a lot of folks out there because, uh, you know, the the person you know who always says, oh, man, I got this huge refund, like 5000 whatever it is. I mean, thank goodness he or she is able to get that money coming back to them in terms of their financial picture. But, yeah. geez, you know, you could take a look at that now and maybe have that money in your own pocket. And with that said, it's you're giving the government a loan for almost no interest versus doing it yourself and right, right, right. working and, in the market. It, it's uh, – billion uh, of the amount of money so far that the Treasury Department has sent back so far this year. So you get the idea that's a lot of money that flows back to taxpayers, and there are uh, a smaller majority who have a balance due, and they take care of that and through payment plans and the such, but the majority of us, in terms of filing returns, are getting money back from the government, no question about it. And like you said, it's an interest-free loan. You don't have to do it. You can really uh, make that part of your bigger financial pictures. So do consider that as you make your way through the year here. So how would we find that calculator? Is there a search tag? What would you, how would you find it if, uh, as an average person? IRS.gov, front page. In the search box, just type in withholding calculator, and it's the first link that comes up. Click onto it, take a few seconds, read about it, and uh, you know go from there. The other information you're going to find is uh, a lot of information on the Affordable Care Act as the tax provisions that come into play that we have to administer. 
are going to be on a lot of tax returns next year in 2015 as we file for 14. So if you are looking for information about the administration of the tax provisions as they are now, as the law is written as we speak, and uh, the situation that you're in with your health care and how is that going to affect you, it's irs.gov and then uh, slash ACA. So that's also a good spot to find that kind of information. I'm kind of focused in different areas, so I would never really know about, like, child care deductions. Is there anything that the IRS publishes, or is there anything that we could use to, like, kind of remind us, oh, if you have children, like a kind of a flow chart of tax breaks and flow chart of things that might help us? There's a little uh, tab on the front page of irs.gov that says credits and deductions. So if you go to the website and go to irs.gov, one of the tabs across the top say, Credits and deductions right across the top next to refunds, payments, news and events, and the such. So you can go right there and take a look. But uh, all the deductions and credits you're eligible for, you should take, and then take them into consideration for your big picture tax that you pay. So, for example, you have a lot of medical expenses or dental expenses, and you itemize on the Schedule A, you own a home. It's going to reduce your tax bill quite a bit, depending on your income, that kind of a thing, which in turn increase increase your refund. For the most part, depending on your situation, of course, but uh, the bottom line is that information is there on the website. The other thing the IRS.gov website does, since I'm on the topic, it might be some time. So if you're on the phone, you need to call the IRS. You're going to find yourself waiting. Unfortunately, that's just the way we are with the way the resources we have, which are limited in terms of the amount of resources we have to answer those calls. If you come into an office and get face-to-face help, I often do that. However, try IRS.gov first. See if you can get the help you need there. We have a lot of uh, task-based tools, if you will, uh, that that could save you a whole lot of time using the website first before you find yourself. I know about this from being part of social media for IRS. A lot of frustration I can offer uh, from waiting on the phone for a long time. So try IRS.gov first. If you need to call, if you need to come by to an office, and there are several around the Bay Area, by all means do so. However... I do. Thanks very much. It's Rafael Toledo joining us from the IRS. Uh, he goes back with me way, way, way long in radio, and I think the IRS, believe it or not, are your friends. Um, you'll hear commercials from tax attorneys who will say otherwise, but I think they're pretty easy to work with. And again, some pretty good general information, figuring out just a little bit more about your income, your salary, your budget. Um, could you use a little bit more money back sooner rather than later? <clears throat> I don't like getting refunds. He's absolutely right. To me, a refund means it's a tax-free loan to the government, and it means that I messed up my tax planning. So tax planning is a little, how shall we say, I'm not going to say geeky, but it's something that a lot of people don't necessarily want to be thinking about. And I get it. Um, I do. I do. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. In a tight market, home prices are ticking up slightly. Home prices continued rising more slowly in the second quarter, staging their smallest annual gains in two years. Median price for a home increased 4.4%. A lot of the investor money is starting to dry up. Prices rose in 70% of the 173 metro areas, including the National Association of Realtors. Four of the five most expensive housing markets in the second quarter were in California. San Jose. Median family home, 899000 500 bucks. I love that 999 You know, don't roll it up to 900000 No, 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 no. Um, 
I told you that some crazy stuff like in Nevada, a lot of homes priced it with sevens because of lucky sevens and gambling associated with the state. Um, San Francisco's second most expensive home in the United States, as far as medians go, $769,000. Anaheim comes in at $691,000. Honolulu, $678,000. San Diego, $504,000. Inventory of homes for sale improved in the end of the second quarter to 2.3 million existing homes. That is a 5.6 month supply. Uh, any number under six is kind of a uh, seller's market. Any number over six months of supply is kind of a buyer's market. Um, the longer a home stays on the market, the better opportunity as a buyer you have of negotiating. Who wants to be paying a mortgage and not have anyone live there, right? You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Don't be shy. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. We've got two big events coming up. Saturday. It's the only time I'll be in Marin this year, San Rafael. I'm going to be doing the afternoon session myself, uh, teaching you the basics of money, investing, insurance, and other things, getting you to retirement. I'm going to be going over some dividend stocks uh, at the second event as well as the first event. The first event is Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning with CFP Chad Burton. You can sign up for that event at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. financial money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I am, excuse me, I am, um, trying to do something that's a little bit unique. Trying to get you to retirement. Doing the best I can of showing you mistakes that I've made, mistakes that you shouldn't make. Um... There's going to be ups and downs in the market. It's not always going to be easy. You want to prepare yourself to be kind of mentally ready with your expectations. Historically, the SP 500 is going to average 8%, 2% with dividends, 10% total return. I like reinvesting those dividends. In history, over time, that's what makes the difference. No, no. In history, that's what makes a big difference. Um, I try to stay with capitalism, which means I don't get too greedy and I don't get too fearful. You know, I saw a report today that banks are having their second most profitable quarter ever. Um, That's great. I would be very, very receptive to that because when banks lend money, you spend money. 
you start a business, you buy a house, you go on vacation, you buy a car. Those are all economic activity, you know, issues. Um, and economic activity issues equals ultimately capitalism. There's something that I'm really not liking. If you go to a website like a USA Today or a Forbes, you're starting to get more and more embedded content that looks like advertise that is advertising, but it looks like content from the site. Like side by side, USA Today will show more articles from USA Today, and then right next to it says sponsor content. Hey, it looks like a USA Today article on paying off your mortgage. Be very, very careful. A lot of people are trying to uh, get you to do a transaction with them. Is now a good time to buy real estate? Yes, of course it is, because that means I'll get a transaction. So whether it's a lender or a homeowner or a, a real estate agent, historically, stocks have outperformed bonds, and bonds have outperformed real estate. If 40 years ago, 30 years ago, you bought a house in New York, $100,000, and you put $100,000 down on a um, S&P 500 fund. So you put $100,000 down on both. Then you get the mortgage tied towards the home that you have to pay every month. And if you put that same mortgage into a, a mutual fund, you end up with over 400000 a 400% difference over 30 years. Stocks beat real estate by that much. New York Times did a piece on it not too long ago that you know showed the difference between doing the same exact things with the same amount of money in real estate in cities like San Francisco, L.A., New York, Chicago, versus doing the same exact thing with mutual fund S&P 500. Now, no one who represents real estate or loans are going to ever, ever show you that because it's not in their best interest. And they'll tell you, you know, other ways, like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, you get the idea of uh, what I'm trying to get at. Sponsored content scares me a little bit. So, um, especially if it's not disclosed. So, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money invested in more. Uh, Markets in Europe, pressured by big declines in sentiment data. Uh, What's happening with Russia and Ukraine has got people kind of bummed out. Uh, what's happening in the Middle East with Israel and Syria has got people kind of bummed out. The economic ramifications of Ukraine and Russia, much bigger than the economic ramifications of Israel and Syria, but it's all playing out right here. It's kind of nice because we were at record highs for most of the year. Hey, we're at record highs again. Hey, we're at record highs again. Hey, we're at record highs again. Now we're not at record highs. And that's okay. I'm okay with it. Are you okay with it? Uh, I don't have to have, you know, my ego boosted by having my, you know, 401k at an all-time high every day. I want it at an all-time high when I retire. But not today. And then I don't even want it at an all-time high. I want it at an all-time high when I start pulling money out of it. So that's kind of what we have today in a nutshell. As far as, uh, you know, the grandioseness, we've got a lot of political headlines. I'm not really commenting on um, 
Robin Williams. I just don't feel like I'm the right person. So, uh, leaked photos of the new iPhone 6 are out there. And according to leaker who leaked them, they're real. He's an Apple product leaker from Australia. He posted some new alleged photos. Um, the photo shows the back panel for what is most likely the iPhone 6, albeit one that has been scuffed and dented to a severe extent. Appears to have a new antenna design, possibly to allow for better reception through the phone's lone shell. The iPhone 5 and the iPhone 5S, Apple used glass cutouts for its antennas, but the new photos suggest a different kind of material for the iPhone 6 cutouts. So we're going to start talking about that. So there's going to be news. Will people be happy and excited to see it and or not? Big question. Um, Valuation on Apple, and for the record, I own shares of Apple. It looks pretty cheap, but it looks pretty cheap, and they have to sell a lot of units. Big seminars coming up in San Rafael this weekend, Saturday. You can sign up for the events at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Going to do a wealth preservation as well as a wealth creation event, two very different events. Go to the webpage, robblack.com. Read, learn, look, sign up. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.